Hey everyone, we're here at Salt Lake Comic Con 2016 in the Future House Publishing booth, and it's going to be crazy. If you can hear background noise, there are people walking past us. There's a guy in a giant cowboy hat. There is Iron Man to my right. There is people wearing clothing that I wouldn't let my daughters wear. But hey, we're at Comic Con, <laughs> and we're here with author Kevin L. Nielsen. We've had him on before talking about sands and storms. But the coolest thing is his third book is out, Skies. And if you haven't read this series yet, you have to. But this is kind of this is the end of the the series, right? Two more. Two more. We're in the middle. We We've right hit the middle, the middle of the book. So uh, tell us a little bit about Skies. So Skies picks up where Storms left off, and and they get to. Uh, experience the fact that the the world that they thought was really small and contained to this desert that they were in spoiler alert maybe not be so may not be so small anymore and so they get to uh, deal with the repercussions of realizing that the world's a lot bigger than they thought it was so there's more than just a desert there there is, there is more than just a desert so the first two books were mostly centered in that desert but they realize at the end of the second book that there may be something out beyond what they understand as their current limits of their geography Nice. So these guys have lived in a desert, and maybe there's a jungle now that they have to deal with, or, or what? So without giving away too much, I know that's going to be tough. <laughs> without giving away too much. So they find that they're actually in a mountain range, and winter is coming. And so they go from the super hot climate to all of a sudden snow, and the, they struggle to live with that. And Laurel learns and goes a different direction for reasons that you'll have to read about in Storms. And she goes into a climate that's very temperate, very jungly, very moist, and very full of water, and completely opposite of, of what she's used to. Okay. When you said winter, I'm like, you're evil. You just sent from one extreme to the next. That's like going from you know Arizona to you know Alaska in the middle of winter. That's horrible, but horribly awesome. <laughs> so we already know the the demon creatures are roaming around. Are they be, do they live beyond the sands as well? Uh, so those particular creatures don't live beyond the sands, but there are other creatures that are just as deadly and just as terrifying, and they find out that the humans that live on the other side may be just as bad and just as terrifying as the monsters they're leaving behind. Very nice. So so that's book three. three. So there's still two more, and my watch is beeping and yelling at me. I hate it when that happens. So... When are we going to be seeing the next book? Because, I mean, some writers write fast, some take a year, some are George R. R. Martin, and, well, the next book will come out in six years. <laughs> so books one through three came out really rapidly. They came out within 13 months, so from one to three. Um, and I had another book in between all that. Um, at the current moment, I'm working on a novelization of the Mythica movies, um, and so that's the next project. And after that, I'm, I have another project that I want to finish and work on. So it might be about a year or so before you see the next one. But I write quickly, so it won't be much longer than a year. Nice. So the myth, for those that don't know what Mythica is, because you haven't listened to our show for some reason, we've had, the guy, we've had those guys on. So is these, are the Mythica drama novels, are they side stories or stories about the characters we've seen in the movies? So they are the novel, rep novel, novel, novel representation of the movies. And so there are lots of things. The plot will be basically the same. All the scenes that you see in the movie will be in the novel. But there's also uh, some extra scenes. So I'm adding 
uh, with in com combination with Aerostorm, who created the Mythica franchise, we we developed a couple of extra storylines about Gojinpai, the wizard, what he's up to during the the movies, because we don't really see a lot of that. And there are a couple extra scenes of behind the scenes things that happen that aren't in the movie, but that you'll get to see in the book. Very nice. Okay, cool. So, if you haven't picked up Sands or Storms or even Skies yet, you need to. It's a great, fantastic book. If you don't have time to read it, pick it up on Audible. I know Sands is on there. I believe Storms is as well. Not yet. No, Storms isn't yet, but it will be. Sands is. It's fantastic. Really well done. you got to pick up these books because they're crazy amazing, and it's a roller coaster ride, and you'll love it. So, uh, I'm excited about the Mythica stuff. You know, Aerostorm does a great job, but I want to see your twist on it. It'll be fun. Uh, there, there are definitely some fun twists. There's a lot of extra stuff. Uh, there are a lot of hints toward movie five, which has, isn't out yet, but they let me watch so that I could get the overall story arc of the, of the things. So there are a lot of fun backstory hints and things woven in that you don't get to see in the current movies, but that you'll get to see when the fifth movie comes out. Now I'm jealous. I may have to contact them to see if I can see the fifth movie now. <laughs> All right. So uh, books are everywhere. Amazon, Future House Publishing, your website. You can get, find the books anywhere. anywhere. That, pretty that, much, yeah. right. Cool. And, I, and it, they're even in Barnes & Noble. I've seen them there. Yep, they have some at Barnes & Noble as well. Yep. All right, cool. So check out Kevin L. Nielsen, N-I-E-L-S-E-N. Uh, do a Google search for him or just look for Sands, Storms, or Skies and pick up a book because you need all of them. And, well, let's face it, Kevin needs the money. We all need money. So go buy them. And we'll catch you next time. Alright everyone, we're still here at Salt Lake Comic Con 2016. Princess Leia has just walked past me, and so has Jack Frost. But now, we're going to talk about The Hunger by Michael D. Young. An awesome book that you need to get, because Michael is going to tell you why, because he's better at it than I am. <laughs> hey, no problem. So it's the first in a, a trilogy. It's going to be The Hunger, The Thirst, and The Longing. Uh, epic fantasy. It starts... Uh, it, in a world where everyone has to consume magical sustenance and cast magic every day or become one of the the mal the malformed the, they're kind of the twisted beings that are have been co-opted as the uh, kind of the ser uh, servant class of the society uh, the or my protagonist Azil, he goes on a he's a nobleman that goes on a quest to figure out why the world is the way it is it's kind of been lost to time and on the way he uh, he does discover some answers uh, but also go, goes under uh, a personal transformation from someone who's just kind of a uh, spoiled nobleman into uh, a hero. So you, you just turn magic into drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like food, yeah. Well, they, they have uh, sustenance that's, that's like, kind of like food, but then they do have, there's a certain kind called diversions that are like drugs, where it's, it doesn't let you cast, um, it doesn't, it's not very good at letting you cast magic, but it makes you feel good. And so some people have, you know, it's kind of like our, our current world where there's all sorts of different kind of qualities and uh, kind of end game results of uh, the different kinds of magical sustenance. I mean, I have to say the cover is amazing. I love the fact that you see this guy wearing this blood red coat and holding an axe. Most fantasy books you see, they're always wielding a sword yeah. of some sort. But this guy has a silver axe and he's looking on this floating castle of some sort. It's just amazing. Oh, thank you so much. I, my favorite comment at, at this con, somebody's like, it looks like um, Doctor Strange wielding a battle axe. And I'm like, yeah, it kind of does look like Doctor Strange. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, but yeah, I, I, 
I, I wanted to, there's really not that many swords in this. So they're, they're, there's different races, and I wanted to come up with a few. Um, you know, not only do they have different magical means of combat, but yeah, I'm, not, I'm steering away from the swords so much. <laughs> nice. So besides having to consume or, or do the magical sustenance, how, how have you changed the magic system in, in your world? Sure. So the, the magic system is, is um, tied in closely to their belief system. There's three different classes of magical sustenance. Uh, sight, swiftness, and um, I can't think of that. Strength, of course. Yes, sight, swiftness, and strength. Um, that they're different people um, kind of attach a religious significance to a d different branches of either. There's, there's one clan that is a, um, values strength more than the others, one that values sight. But it's kind of a, it, the magic system is, is tied into their history, is tied into their religion. And uh, these are kind of, the kind of mysteries that are unfolded as the, uh, the series goes on, that you learn more about how it all fits together. Um, it, and kind of the, the uh, protagonist learns more about this kind of hidden history of the world and finds out why things are the way they are. And it, all, it all makes sense to him as things go on. Nice. So where can our listeners find your book? Fantastic. Um, Amazon's a great place to get it. It's available now in uh, both ebook and paperback. Um, it, the paperback just came out, so it uh, might be a little while. Might be getting into bookstores here uh, pretty soon, but like I said, the paperback just uh, debuted at this con, in, in fact. So uh, slowly getting into bookstores, but Amazon's a great place to get it too. Nice. So that's even better. So if you're, you know, Comic Con is here, the book is here. It's a beautiful cover. Uh, check out The Hunger by Michael D. Young. And yes, I mean, I, I just love the back. In a distant war torn land, every man, woman, and child must consume the magical substance known as sustenance or succumb to the hunger. I mean, that's just awesome right there. Oh, thank you so much. I, uh, I'm really excited. I've got the the, uh, the sequels already written. I'm halfway through the third book, and I'm just having a blast with it. It's uh, I really like, it's been a cool journey for me, too, because you, know, you kind of have the, when you write the first book, you kind of you kind of know where things are going, but as you as you go on, you, you as the author discover so many cool new directions you can go and new connections, and I, I feel like I'm uh, creating this whole world along with creating the actual book. Nice. So, where, if our listeners want to follow you and your pro, your, your process, where can they find you? I, the best place to follow my writing is uh, as my author group on Facebook. I'm very active on it. It's just facebook.com/slash/authormichaelyoung. Um, and then I've uh, my I've got a I've got a blog. I'm on Twitter. It, all the links are right up there on my Facebook uh, group. And I, uh, I I post pretty often about you know where where I'm going to be, what I'm doing, uh, my new releases. You know, any news is going to be up there. Okay, with that said, go check out The Hunger and uh, find Michael DeYoung on the internet and buy his book because he wants you to. All right, <laughs> we'll catch you next time. All right, everyone, we're at Salt Lake Comic Con 2016. We're in the middle of Comic Con. It is day three. There are crazy people walking around in purple shirts, and we're here with Jared Garrett talking about his Book Beat and Lacona? Yeah. All right. I hope I pronounced that right. So tell us a little bit about both books. Okay. So they both have a young protagonist who lives under the stairs with his aunt and uncle. I'm kidding. <laughs> but it's a young man protagonist who is basically pitted against a very large, uh, wicked authoritarian figure. Uh, that's kind of what I write. So that in both books. Yeah. Wow. But I one mean, one is a sci-fi fantasy. One's a sci-fi twisty futuristic thing, and the other is a Mesoamerican uh, fantasy adventure, revenge fantasy. 
Nice. So I'm noticing the sword here on the, the cover here. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's not a, a traditional sword. No, no. So the cover of Lacona has got an Aztec calendar uh, thing at the top and then, a, and then the, kind of the Mayan pyramids. So this takes place in a speculative pre-Columbian uh, area. It's, it's inspired by uh, Last of the Mohicans, Avatar the Last Airbender, yeah. and a little bit of Goonies. And so it's about this young guy who is left for dead after his village is destroyed. Uh, he wakes up, and when he does, he's taken in by some assassins. And then he discovers that the king is the one who killed his family. So he's going to go kill the king. And that's what he's doing for the whole, whole book, is trying to kill the king and also find his sister. But in the doing, he finds out his family was hiding some things from him. So, All right. As long as he doesn't kiss his sister, we're good. He never kisses his sister. Good. I never. mean, that's just kind of that. It kind of feels a little Star Wars-y, but really cool in the Aztec period. But there is a kissing part. So Fred Savage would be unhappy with that. Oh, well. It's yeah. a good kissing part. Okay, good. I got coaching from romance writers on how to write that kissing part. Very nice. Yes. Very nice. All right, so Beat, uh, science fiction. Yes. Um, I, I love the cover. You guys, you've got these guys in these helmets with these red, like four red eyes and this yes. laser scope on this gun. So what? tell us a little bit more about that. So Beat takes place in a world 100 years after 90% of humanity was killed by a biotoxin called the bug. It's an incurable thing. It can't be, it, you just can't heal from it. Uh, and it attacks you when your heart rate is going 140 beats per minute, beats per minute or more. And so everybody wears these heart rate monitors on their wrists that have a little knockout serum in them. So if you're riding your bike too hard, you get knocked out, you fall off your bike. You're late for school and you're running, you get knocked out, that's too bad. But it keeps you alive, right? Yeah. So they say better safe than sorry, better calm than dead. This one kid, Nick, he's a troublemaker. He believes that this bug is gone, and so he blocks the knockout, puts his heart rate up to 160, and lives. And his friend does the same thing, and his friend dies. And then everything has just hit the fan at that point. The police come out, guns blazing, trying to kill Nick, which is surprising to him. He thinks he's immune. And then he, as he's running from them and then running back after them, he realizes, or he learns that some seriously terrible things are happening. And he has to save the rest of humanity because they might be about to be killed as well. Wow, that's really cool. It's and th that si society sounds kind of boring in a way. It's really boring. It's a really boring society, but it's a safe society. Everybody walks everywhere. All the nutrients, all the, everything they take in is very well balanced to maintain heart health because you can't, you can't get exercise, so you have to stay healthy through basic, very calm activity and very carefully calibrated food. Calibrated food sounds terrible, but that's what it is. So there's no more sporting events, no hockey, no basketball, no football. That's all gone. No, the, they have a, a sport called bounce-a-walk, which they take a ball, it's a lot like a racquetball, and they walk around and bounce it and catch it to keep mother, more, more than just their legs moving. It's terrible. It's like uh, that, that prancing video that you see you saw years ago, some poor lady in this jumpsuit leotard prancing around. It's a little bit like that, but with a blue, a blue ball. It's a good time. <laughs> wow. All right. It's so full of gadgets, too. Lots of cool gadgets. I love technology, so... I, I kind of riff on uh, articulation and holograms and stuff like that. Oh, nice. That's really cool. So where can our listeners find your books? You can find them all on Amazon. Uh, they're all on Kindle. You can find them on Barnes & Noble as well. Kindle and print for all of them. Beat is a, is a two-book series, and the second book comes out pretty soon. I was just talking about the cover yesterday. And Lacona is also a two-book series, and that, that one I'm still working on. Okay, cool. So 
that's good news for you. So if you pick up Beat now, sh very shortly, you could have the sequel and know what happens after the book ends and not have to wait six years like George R. R, R. Martin. I am no Martin, nor am I Rothfuss. I can't grow those beards either. Yeah. Those are amazing beards. Yeah, those are. Um, so cool. Uh, if our listeners are interested in following you, where can they find you? So Facebook, just Jared Garrett, author. And Twitter, Jared Garrett. Uh, they can find me on Goodreads everywhere. I'm, I'm all over the place. I spend way too much time on social media. Okay. So with that said, pick up these awesome books if you want a good read. And, well, maybe you want to find out how, you know, the main character in Beat survives, you know, this scourge and onslaught of people with massive guns and hologram technology. You got to pick it up. And, you know, who doesn't love a peasant killing a king? So pick up L L Lacone. And uh, we'll catch you next time.